Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself, because the subtitle of my book are stories reveal the thing where, like, yes, it is talking about the Matrix and the Hunger Games, but it's also the things that you say, the things that you say to yourself. So for me, that looked like if I could only get to the big leagues, comma, then I will have XYZ. And of course, that isn't true. Do you feel like you're stuck in a rut in life or in a dead-end job with no progression? I'm Jerry Dugan, and welcome to Beyond the Rut, the podcast that offers you the motivation, inspiration, and practical tools to help you build a life worth living. My show is here to help you break free from your limitations and find a path to success. Join me as I share encouraging stories and actionable advice on how to get out of your rut in life and create a vision for your future. Life is just too short to live stuck in a rut. Here we go. Hey, Rudder Nation. This is Jerry. And in this episode, I'm going to have a conversation with former pro athlete, radio co-host Bob Wheely. Now, Bob just wrote a book called Our Heart's Desire. I had a chance to read an advanced copy of it, and I recommend that book. Now, a little bit more about Bob. I'd mentioned he's a co-host of a radio show. There's a show out there called That Singles Show. It's on KCBI Radio in Dallas, uh, although Bob lives in Nashville. Anyway, we're going to be talking about how the stories you tell yourself reveal a lot about the thing you want most. And we just talk about Hollywood. We talk about some movies. We connect the dots to our own lives to give ourselves some insight. So hopefully you pick up on all these movie references. We're not going too far back because Bob is younger than me. So uh, chances are we're going to have some you know movies that we reference that make sense to the millennial generation. And then we'll talk about some movies and TV shows that make sense to my generation. I'm not a boomer. Uh, I'm a Gen Xer. Just, I don't know why I had to qualify that for all of you, but I did just roll with it. Uh, so anyway, sit back, relax, grab a notebook and a pen. Here we go. All right. Hey, Bob, thanks for calling in. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Now, a quick shout out to Jay Twining for connecting the two of us. Um, those of you listening in, uh, you'll have heard that interview by the time uh, Bob's episode airs, this episode airs. Uh, so, yeah, small world, because if you guys remember, Aaron Thomas from way back when we talked about prenuptial agreements is the guy who introduced me to Jay, who introduced me to Bob. And uh, just, you know, eventually we're going to have Kevin Bacon on the show is where I'm getting that's right. Do you know That's Kevin? right. That won't be my responsibility, <laughs> ah, but darn. I am a couple of degrees away from Kevin Bacon, so you're on gotta your be, way. Gotta be. And then he probably knows Renee Zellweger. So my my original host of this show, Brandon, you quit too early. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> We're so close, man. We're like four degrees, maybe ten something. Um, old school game on the show, Bob. We uh, we used to do like six degrees of separation, factor fiction. We would have the guests say how they're connected to Renee Zellweger. And then Brandon, who was the original host of the show, would have to guess if what the guest just told us was fact or fiction. We played that game for about two years. And he only got it right once. And it's <laughs> it's because the guest told us, well, uh, if I were to say something, it'd be this. And it was totally made up because she gave it away that it was made up. Um, well, given that Jay connected us, I'm sure Jay oh, Twining knows Renee. 
So right. that was a pretty short game, but I think we just won. We may <laughs> have. We may have. So after this interview, I'm going to text Jay real quick. I'm like, dude, do you know Renee? Uh, <laughs> right. Let's set up the interview. Let's <laughs> right? go. Oh, man. But uh, I know that's not why we got you on here. Um, now, a little bit about uh, Bob, guys, is uh, you know he went to college and he grew up Christian. Uh, his baseball career is longer than mine. Uh, a couple years in the minor leagues. Uh, I got one redshirt season in college. Um because I showed up and I probably wasn't supposed to be there. And they had to give me a, a season because my tuition paid for it. <laughs> they got me the next one, though. They, they were like, hey, Jerry, you were never good enough to play Division One A. Uh, thanks for coming out. Um, good luck to you. And I was like, oh, man, they found me. They found me. They realized. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so so you had that background. Uh, you are now the host of a show called That Singles Life. Uh, wait, That Singles Show. Sorry. Uh, and I even... You know, I had that 70s show in my head to kind of remember that, and I almost flubbed it. Uh, and that airs here locally in Dallas, Texas, I believe, because um, your your co-host, Kelly, uh, is based here in the area, and she probably has That's connections. That's correct. Yeah, it's sponsored by KCBI in Dallas. Yeah. Nice. Nice. And I saw Kelly's name. Like, I think I've come across her probably at podcast movement or something. Uh, yeah, I've been super blessed to partner with her. She's been in Christian radio for 20 plus years. And I met her at church in Nashville. Oh, wow. And she was working with Way FM in Nashville at the time. We started our podcast. She had an awesome opportunity to come up with KCBI. So now we do the the remote recordings. She in, in Dallas and I yeah. in Nashville. But it's been great. Nice. Been really really lucky i'm very much the robin to her batman <laughs> but you know i'm i'm not complaining it's been awesome oh man now you got to get her to do a batman impersonate impersonation where are they <laughs> <laughs> where are the dates okay. <laughs> sorry guys sorry i don't know it's the coffee it's the coffee um so very good show i i listened in on a few episodes the ones where you're giving away free chapters of your book um our heart's desire um and then i listened a little bit to um the most recent episode uh, where you guys were talking about online dating. And I got to tell you, I was, I was nervous doing my homework, though, on that show, because the last thing I wanted my wife to see was me listening to a show called That Singles Show. Uh, <laughs> 100%. Right. You got to be out front and center. Honey, like I'm interviewing this guy tomorrow. Here's this his book. market research. Yeah. <laughs> uh, proof, my love. Proof. Uh, read my book. <laughs> Get yeah. distracted. Uh, but very good show. It, it really does talk about, you know, being, you know, really complete with who you are and connected to God and having yourself kind of uh, aligned and not really, you know, putting a relationship on a pedestal or as an idol. And you talk about that in your book also that uh, your one desire was to be married and live this Christian life, but it started to become your idol in a sense. Um, you know, tell us, I guess, tell us about that. I mean, you had really what you thought was the dream girl and then she ripped your heart out, threw it on the ground and did the Mexican hat dance all around it. And and the, I'm probably exaggerating, but still, I'm sure it hurt. Totally. Yeah. So as far as the podcast, Kelly and I were very clear when we sat down, we're brainstorming this saying like, hey, what what are we trying to create here? And we were both on the same page. This is not the how do I get itched in 30 days show. That's not what we're going for. Because the grass isn't always greener when it comes to marriage. It's just different. Like if you think about what Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 7, he says that I, being Paul, I have this gift of singleness. It's truly a gift. If I had it my way, everyone would be this way. Why? Because you're able to be wholeheartedly devoted to God. When you're married, you have, in his words, quote, worldly trouble. Instead of focusing on the things of God, you're focused on pleasing your wife. You're focused on pleasing your husband. 
So as Kelly and I sat down and we created that single show, she she's a widow. I've never been married. We kind of have similar heart to, all right, we want to help people that are in that season. Again, the grass isn't greener. It's just different. Who's speaking to that person? Who's providing the encouragement? Who's providing the the biblical truth to that person? So we wanted to step in with that. And you mentioned in the book, and it's not going to give too much away, but yeah, that's essentially chapter one of the book where I'm this guy who wants that quote love story. And it wasn't like in an overly romantic chick flick rom-com sense like oh this guy wants a love story no what i really wanted and you and i were talking about this before we started recording i truly believe that men are called to be strong to be providers and to lead and so i really wanted to provide that to someone so like that was my from my 50 percent lens of a love story like i i wanted to provide that for someone and so there's really think about it there's two heartbreaks in that first chapter where I talked about the girl that I did date for several years, the college girlfriend, and it ended abruptly and frankly, pretty ugly. And then the relationship that never was. And so I have that big moment where I'm, I'm praying, I'm distraught. I'm like, God, why didn't you let me be that for her? Why didn't you let me provide that strength, that compassion, companionship, I believe those things to be good and right and true, and yet I don't have it in my life. And in that moment, what I realized after doing some unpacking, and it was like, I have emotions, I have my right brain, I have my left brain, everything talked, maybe for the first in that moment, because I had been, I've been reading the Bible cover to cover uh, in a year ever since I moved to Nashville in 2018. So like, as of this recording, this is the sixth year in a row that I've, I've read the Bible. That doesn't make me a pastor or a theologian or some sort of expert on scripture, but that does mean I am constantly reminding myself of God's master story. There are undoubtedly hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people that know more about scripture, like granular level, but I'm just, I'm a Christian. I want to know the story that God has said, Hey, this is true. This is what has happened. This is what will happen. Remember. And so I was that person. That's kind of like the the left brain in me. Like I'm reading scripture. This is truth. And then my right brain, I've always been a reader and enjoy, you know, enjoy story. So I was my, I was doing research on how do you create a world? How do you, how do you build a, a character? How do you create a story? There's not, I mean, there, there's a bunch of different archetypes within story, but that story narrative we understand it perfectly it's the hero it's the villain you have the love interest to be saved in paradise that paradise is quickly undone you spend a couple hundred pages or a couple hours if it's a movie trying to restore that paradise that's a love story and in the middle you have the in my book i put she doubts it he proves it but it's kind of the dance where like she loves me she loves me not is rocky gonna end up with adrian how does this work out and as i zoomed out and I looked at the Bible I was reading, the stories I was like, hold on, these are eerily similar. And I'm not going to believe that the apostle John or Paul writing to the church at Ephesus was copying the Lion King right? or the Matrix. <laughs> like that's not, that's bad math. Can you imagine like, doing I, this I sermon? Have, I have like that doing off. <laughs> bullet time totally. pulling backwards. <laughs> and so what, what I write about in my book is I do not believe 
that a Hollywood screenwriter sits down as a, okay, if God is the best-selling author of all time, let's just copy his book and put a different face on it. I, I do not believe that. What I believe is they don't even have to. You could be somebody who's never picked up the Bible before, and yet you, for some reason, will write that story. Hero, villain, love interest to be saved, star in paradise, end in paradise. Why? It's written on your heart yes. as a human. Yes. It's what you believe to be good and right and true. You want that to be your reality. And we think like, oh, if we could all live in a movie, like, you know, too good to be true. It's like, no. If what the Bible says is true, that's exactly what you will have. Exactly what you have. In fact, it'll be even better than tricks, the Hunger Games or Avatar or Star Wars. Like it says in scripture that the mind of man has not conceived what God has planned for us. That's nuts. I, I'm on I'm on board for that. But again, that that's why we tell these stories and the, the title of my book, Our Heart's Desire, the subtitle, How Our Stories Reveal the Thing We Want Most. It's like we can look at Avatar. We can look at our games and say, hey, what are we seeing in these things? We're seeing strength, power, sacrifice, paradise restored. That's what we want most. We want God and life with him. Yeah. And I remember in your book, you, you talk about even your perception of the Bible and its message it was really trying to convey to us took on a whole new meaning, or at least was the aha moment for you when you took that step back and realized the Bible is telling that story to us. However, the hero isn't who we think it is. Like we often think we're the hero in our story and that, you know, we're pursuing a love interest. And you you pointed out something because uh, you, you go through like the cast of the Bible and and, you know, what if it's not so much our story, but it's God's story and Jesus is the hero. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, and like I knew it, but then just to see it that way, it was almost like when I watched the prequels of the Star Wars films. And then I went from episode three, the um, Revenge of the Sith, where you had the fight between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker. You were the chosen one. You were the chosen one. <laughs> you were supposed to bring balance to the force, not destroy it. Uh, and then you go into episode four again. Like, that was what I did. I watched them in sequence. And the battle between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi took a whole new meaning to me that what we were seeing wasn't just the, the saga of Luke Skywalker. But we were seeing the rise and fall of Anakin and the restoration of Anakin. Uh, and then you have Obi-Wan Kenobi there as well, like his storyline going through the whole thing. And I was just like, wow, the the whole trilogy, the original trilogy took on a whole new meaning because of the prequels, because of the dynamic between Obi-Wan and Anakin. And so kind of the same thing, like the Bible had this aha moment when, you know, for me, when I started putting it in the context of Jesus Christ, but really I just put it in the context of Jesus, like, you know, what was his purpose? Why was he here? Why did he sacrifice himself? Uh, not really thinking that the whole time he was the hero and we were the love interest. And I was like, mind blown. That, that was me just a couple of days ago when I was reading through the book to get ready for this. Um, well, and it's such a humbling realization, like something that I think in our flesh, we're going to take each. Hey, by the way, congratulations. You're not the main character of even your story. Right. <laughs> that, that's an extremely humbling thing. And I think in our flesh, we will push back on that. And for me personally, as far as the influences that I've been around, I'm an American. I'm also an athlete. So those two things, like that, that is such an anti-American statement. 
hey, you're you're a supporting character. You were born into a story that is about you. You are not the capital P protagonist. Like that's that's like the the exact opposite of what you see on TV. You know, if we're if we're rolling into some sort of playoff season, baseball, football, basketball, just attention to the commercials that you see. A legend will be born. You will never forget this. This is the most important game ever. It's like, no, there's gonna be another game tomorrow or next year. It's not, it's it's just not, but like the story that we want, this is so important. That's the exact opposite of what you see in scripture. Like you think about what Jesus said, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That doesn't mean you have to die a martyr, speaking metaphorically here. Whoever, whoever surrenders, whoever gives up his life, whoever gets over himself will step into a world that starts making sense. Because if you're walking around thinking you're the hero of the story, and you might be listening to this and think like, "Oh, well, I have like I have a I'm a W two nine to five job. Like I'm a you know I work in sales or I'm a mailman or something. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not a hero. That's not what this is talking about. Like people will say, and I was thinking about this as I wrote my book. I have my story and you have yours. And in a sense, that is true. Like we were born into one body at one period of time. That's the that's the lens through which we experience this world. But again, what Jesus said, it, until you lose your life, what you think is yours, your story, and you surrender like, God, here, here it is. Here's my life. It's not until you do that that things will start making sense. But yeah, going back to what I said, what, an, what a humbling thing to realize like, well, what? God calls me to be extra number four that walks in for three seconds, you know, in the background of the film. Right. I don't know about that. Right. But <laughs> at the end of the day, any, any story is about the protagonist and we keep using the word hero. That's, that's not like a male, female thing. Katniss Everdeen is the hero of the hunger games. It's the main character. The main character drives the entire plot of that story. So, the reality is, if what the Bible says is true, we were born into a story about God. It's not about us. It's just not. Oh, if the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever, that's a story about him. It's not about us. Now, he'll bless us individually on a micro level and, you know, dropping into your 100 year story. But like, we are just, we are a sliver of this entire thing. So until we come to that realization that, pain, struggle, disappointment, blessings till you know we we understand the master story that those things in the can can really make sense to us. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos into Capshow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. Capshow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Capshow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, Back to the show. Yeah. And I, I love that, you know, even though we each have a story within the bigger story, that's that's the cool thing. Like when you think about what is the connective tissue, it's 
the main protagonist. It's, you know, Jesus touching the lives of all these people, especially when you hear a story of like a Christian who's experienced a miracle or experienced just the love of the church or um, just very timely help in a moment where everything seemed lost and you start digging in a little deeper. It's like, well, how did that guy happen to just be there at the right time with the right tools and the right attitude and just the right perception to know that person needed help. And there's a whole backstory there of like, well, yeah, I was actually going this direction and you know, the road was closed. So I had to take a left and then I took a right. And all of a sudden there was a scene where people needed help. And I'm like, well, I'm a paramedic. Let me go and help. And, and you're just like, what? And what made you become a paramedic? I don't know. I was a banker at some time and <laughs> decided I had to hang that up and become a paramedic. And you're like, what? Uh, and then, totally. you know, like, the guy who was the instructor for the paramedic school was like, yeah, I used to be a, I don't know, uh, I'm making stuff up on the fly here. Uh, but it's like that kind of connective tissue. And when you look at what's the common denominator for all these folks, um, there's something that's kind of guiding all that and and putting all these pieces together that just locks it into place. And you're like, what? And, and 100%. That, and like, yeah. you look at that seemingly complicated situation, like how could this pop? A paramedic just sprung on the scene and all that stuff and like all the backstory and like his grandparents met on a blind date right. in Spain or something. It's like, well, you you shouldn't even be a thing. Like, she but didn't you even exist like and you're here <laughs> and you you saved my life. Like, that's so amazing. If you zoom out, like you think about any story, any story has an author, has a master creator that knows the story from beginning to end that's able to perfectly manipulate like it wasn't difficult going back to the Star Wars saga. It was not difficult for George Lucas to piece that together perfectly. He is outside of that world. He's not living in their time space in a galaxy far away, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Like George Lucas doesn't live there. He lives in a different world. So he's able to perfectly manipulate that. And as I continue to, re- well, again, I was just doing my daily Bible reading, right? 20 minutes, 30 minutes in the morning, I started seeing more story-based or even specifically here, author-based language. Like one of my favorite verses, Isaiah 46, it's verses nine and 10. God is speaking. He says, I am God. There is no other. I am God. There is none like me declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things not yet done. It's exactly what George Lucas did. He knew the end. I declare the end from the beginning. I know. And of course, we're getting like, there's, you know, there's a bunch of different Star Wars spinoffs, right? You got the money grabs, like we're trying to see how far we can take this thing. But George Lucas had a very specific story in mind. It wasn't difficult for him to create it. Or Psalm 139, 16, David's writing, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. All of my days, when I was 10, 20, 60, they were written in your book before they even happened. That's that author type language. And so now for me, as somebody who has written a book, and I I talk about this in my chapter on the author, I know exactly what's going to happen to you as a reader in this case, in chapter 16. It's like, hey, spoiler alert, I'm going to drop you into a war zone in chapter 16. I, I already know that because I dropped you there Eight months ago, when I was sitting at my desk, I don't live in this world, the book you do as the reader, you're consuming it page by page, day by day. There's a cadence to it. Not for me or not for George Lucas, not for capital A author God, 
he's he's in charge of everything. So when that medic shows up on the scene, like, how could this possibly be? Like, what are the odds of this? 100% are the odds. Like, it's not, it's God said that would happen. There's 100% certainty. It's like as difficult, like, but your, your grandparents met on a date and like, this is wild. God with 100% certainty was going to make that happen. Yeah. And I love that, that analogy that you put um, in, in your book that, you know, like when we're reading a book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, um, like we're we're being revealed the story as we read each page, but that author has already completed the book. So that author knows beginning to end how it's going to unfold, how it's going to impact the reader. What are the characters uh, going to experience in the book? Uh, like it's it's already written, and uh, I, I love that. I mean, it's like when you look at the Bible, it, it's unfolding in that way as well. And and each time you read it, like you're going through it for the sixth time, um, it's got thousands of pages. So I'm sure you're, you're seeing new things each time you go back through it, uh, which is very different with the hundred times that my wife has watched Home Alone. Um, it's just <laughs> sorry, Liv. <laughs> so hey, many every times. every. <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a family tradition of ours. We'll always watch Home Alone one and two, yeah. right? Yeah, love Starting it. Starting in July, going all the way through, you know, Christmas. <laughs> that's that's us in our home. Uh, then Jurassic Park. Whenever that's on TV, we have to watch it. And Titanic. But yeah, there's just some movies that you got to watch. Um, so I, I love that though. It's just the idea of like reading the Bible, but really understanding that there is an author who has written everything. Boom, it's ready to go. Uh, we still have free will. We still experience these things. Uh, then you got the hero of the story, which is Jesus. It's God in the form of Jesus. Um, you've got the love interest. That's us. That's who God is pursuing. And I'm like, yes, uh, we're being pursued. And of course, you know, what does every good love interest do in the movies or the books? Uh, we resist that. We push back. We we rebel. Uh, we, we don't get it. We have that misunderstanding. Uh, but we're still being pursued. Uh, and then you've got the enemy, the one who is like throwing the wrench into things. He wants to break you up. He wants to make sure you don't have that relationship. And, uh, and all that just comes together, which completes the story of the Bible, which completes the story that we're experiencing as a character, you know, maybe in the backdrop. I'd in the movies, I'd probably be that guy with the boom mic that actually dipped the mic too low and got in the screen. Uh, I don't know, or I love the it. Starbucks yeah. cup <laughs> in the background of Game of Thrones. That'd be me. <laughs> like he wasn't supposed to be here, but he's here, uh, so we kept him. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, so I know you can. Uh, the book's already out. Is that right? It is awesome. Yep. And then they can find it on uh, Amazon. Um, bunch of other places. Uh, I, I lost track of all of them, but I, I remember those on your website. There's a bunch of places there. Uh, and then you got your own website, bobwheatley.com. Uh, where else can folks find you? Yeah, I would just say as far as the book, best two places, Amazon. And then like you said, just go to bobwheatley.com. I actually, within the book, like if you're an audiobook type of person, there's a QR code. There's a couple pages. You can download the entire audiobook completely free. So sometimes people, if uh, you know, frequent flyer or spending time in the car or whatever, like, Hey, audio is just easier. I wanted the reader to have both. So yeah, Amazon, bobwheatley.com. Or if you, if you want to connect on social, just at Bob Wheatley, love to hear from you. Yeah. This, this is about them. This is brilliant because, um, 
as I'm promoting my own book that's coming out in a couple of weeks, uh, a lot of my friends come back and they're like, Jerry, you know I'm a slow reader. You know I'm not that much of a reader. I'm like, hey, that's fine because I read it for you. Here's the link to the audio book. <laughs> Let me know what you think. And they're like, oh, you got me there. Okay, I'll get a copy of that. So definitely if, if you don't like reading or you think you're a slow reader, uh, get your hands on the audio book. Buy the book and then just follow along as he reads it to you. Uh, I love that. That is a great idea. And it actually – just going to get nerdy on everybody here. But from a, a scientific learning psychology perspective, that's a brilliant idea because as you're reading the book, you're, you're engaging the visual channel. Now, if you sub-vocalize the words, that means like you're kind of reading it in your head as you're reading it with your eyes. You're also engaging the audio channel. So you got two modalities hitting your brain at the same time. Um, so that's why like when somebody's talking in the background or the TV's on, you, you don't understand what you're reading because you got that uh, dissonance happening. But if you're listening to him read it to you as you're looking at the words, you now have the audio channel really actively being engaged while your eyes are being engaged and it's just going to help stick. So there you go. That that moment of learning is brought to you by Jerry Dugan. Uh, <laughs> now, before we go, Bob, any final words of wisdom? There we go. Uh, I would just, I would say because I don't know, as you're listening to this, where you stand in terms of the things of faith, uh, your exploration of Jesus, what you believe to be true. I would say, pay attention to the stories that you're telling yourself. Because the subtitle of my book, are stories revealed a thing where, like, yes, it is talking about the Matrix and the Hunger Games, but it's also the things that you say, the things that you say to yourself. So for me, that looked like, if I could only get to the big leagues, comma, then I will have... XYZ. And of course that isn't true, but in in exploring what I thought would come, the of course the the money and the the fame and all that stuff, th those are like means to that's not means to a specific end. The end would have been comfort, maybe acceptance, love, in a word, paradise. Like I just I just want to live in paradise. I want to live in the place that we as humans were made to live in, which is a place where every tear is wiped away, every need is met. We have perfect companionship and we know God. So as far as parting words of wisdom, I would just say, pay attention to the things that you want. Pay attention to those. It's not, I want a car. It's like, well, the car you think will pr provide something to you, like go deeper and deeper and deeper. And what I truly believe is you will always land on God. You'll land on God and his paradise, which again, if what the Bible says is true, that's what our end looks like. We have a very good author. We have a very good ending. And that's why in the day-to-day, -day, we're stuck here in the here and now. If you have a difficult experience, like, man, how do I possibly get over that? It's like, well, remember. Remember where we're going. Remember that this is not how the world is supposed to be. Like, God is on the same page with you. I, I He understands that this isn't how it, how it's supposed to be. We're all on the same page. He is trying to restore what you want. He's trying to restore what he designed. He's just going to do it in his way and his timing. That's again, we have one author. We are not him. We have one hero. We are also not him. So it's just releasing the reins and saying, okay, yeah, I was born into the most amazing story ever written. In a sense, the only story ever written, the universe. I'm going to get on board with you. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Bob, thanks for being on this show. It was great to chat with you. Bye. Man, I had a lot of fun having this conversation with Bob. I hope you did too, because you were kind of there with us or we were with you, however you look at it. 
Uh, if you want to learn more about Bob's book, Our Heart's Desire, or check out his show, uh, go to the show notes of this show, uh, Beyond the Rut dot com slash three six seven there you'll find links to bob's website his book his podcast and related episodes i might actually link together the six degrees of separation here because uh bob really neat guy i don't know if you remember the episode with uh aaron thomas about a year or two ago he's a divorce lawyer who specializes in prenup agreements anyway aaron introduced me to Jay Twining, who you heard last week. And Jay Twining introduced me to Bob Wheatley, who's a client of Jay's. And then Bob introduced me to a guy that's coming up on a future episode, Fred Stoker. And if that name sounds familiar to you, Fred was one of the authors of a book called Every Man's Battle, talking about pornography, sexual um, sin. Uh, so all these guys are kind of connected all through Aaron Thomas. Really cool. Uh, so yeah, all, all I'm saying is that when you go to the show notes, beyondtherut.com slash 367, you will see, in a sense, the six degrees of separation of all these guests, great people who came together to provide you with some value. That's all I've got. So again, beyondtherut.com slash 367. Go check out the show notes, share this episode with somebody you know, and have a great day. Go live life beyond the rut. Take care. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.